Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do terrific work. You can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including guest William Yateman, Research Fellow at the Cato Institute. We'll visit with Dr. Keith Smith. He is an anesthesiologist. He's written a column called The Healthcare Revolution is Coming. You can smell it. Well, we'll find out about that. We'll also visit with uh, John D. Meyer. He's the president of Hodges University. Such an interesting story. And Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture and author. His latest book, he's written 10 books, I believe, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design. It's such an interesting story. It is August the 4th, and on this day in 19. 19- 81, I'm sorry, it's August the 5th, 1981, President Ronald Reagan began firing 11,359 air traffic controllers, striking in violation of his order for them to return to work. The executive action regarded as extreme by many significantly slowed air travel for months. Two days earlier, on August the 3rd, almost 13,000 air traffic controllers went on strike after negotiations with the federal government to raise their pay and shorten their work week proved fruitless. The controllers complained of difficult working conditions and a lack of recognition of the pressures they face. Across the country, some 7,000 flights were canceled. The same day, President Reagan called the strike illegal and threatened to fire any controller who had not returned to work within 48 hours. Robert Poley, president of the Professional Air Traffic Controllers Association, was found in contempt by a federal judge in order to pay a $1,000 a day in fines. On August 5th, an angry President Reagan carried out his threat and the federal government began firing 11,359 air traffic controllers who had not returned to work. In addition, he declared a lifetime ban on the rehiring of the strikers by the Federal Aviation Administration. On August the 17th, the FAA began accepting applications for new air traffic controllers, and on October the 22nd, the Federal Labor Relations Authority decertified the union. So interesting. He had a he, he gave a order and he carried it out. President Reagan, he was a great president indeed, and uh, a great uh, way to get rid of the unions and the federal government and uh, downsize the government. I think that's what we need. Well, Travel and Leisure magazine is giving Naples a reason to celebrate and something to be proud about. Yes, even brag about. Its August issue is under the headline of Trip Ideas. Travel and Leisure states, This Florida coastal city is one of the best places to move in the U.S. Here are five reasons why, according to the magazine, the pandemic, with more people working remotely than ever, Naples has quickly become the primary home of many urbanites relocating from cities such as Chicago. Chicago and New York City. In fact, it now holds the title of the safest place to live, according to a recent U.S. news survey, and is one of the fastest-growing cities in the country, attracting not only retirees but also younger couples. At low density, compared to other Florida cities like West Palm Beach on the other side of the state, Naples is easier to get around. Airport access. Naples Municipal Airport is only 10 minutes from downtown by car and also can be known for embracing private jets and charter flights. Shopping and dining, Naples has some of the best restaurants not only in the country but in the world. And Fifth Avenue South and Waterside Shops are home to some of the best designer shopping around. And hot real estate market, they cite. According to Travel and Leisure in 2021, Naples had some of the most uh, home sales per capita of all mid-sized markets in the U.S. And the average home price jumped to whopping $200,000 year over year, more than 30%. In June 2022, the medium home price in the city was $739,000. That's interesting. So now, the best place to move in the nation, Naples, Florida. Brittany Griner, the All-American basketball superstar and Olympic gold medalist, on Thursday learned her fate in a Russian court after she pleaded guilty to a drug charge last month. 
A Russian judge convicted Griner of drug possession and drug smuggling and sentenced her to nine years in prison. She was also fined one million rubles, the equivalent of $16,200. Russian media speculated the trade could be on for Victor Bout, a Russian arms dealer known for the merchant of death who was serving 25-year sentence in the United States after being convicted of conspiracy to kill U.S. citizens and providing aid to aid to a terrorist organizations. So apparently she's got an uh, opportunity to appeal. She'll appeal the, uh, the judgment, and uh, hopefully some sort of a deal will be in the working. She, she's one that's been disparaging the United States. I hope she comes back grateful for whatever happens in order of getting her out of prison in Russia. You don't want to mess around with drugs in Russia nine years for possession of a vaping pipe or something like that. Anyhow, Florida leads the, the list of states where people would want to move if they had a chance, according to the Rasmussen reports. Back to that. The Rasmussen reports a national telephone and online survey found that 18% of American adults would rather live in Florida if they could move to any state they wanted. Out of the, those surveyed, 11% chose California, 10% preferred New York, 6% Pennsylvania, and 4% picked Illinois. 37% would choose to live in another state other than the six named but 18% would rather move to Florida. Since the pandemic, swarms of people have moved to the Sunshine State. In 2020, the migration from high-tax state states to low-tax states surged during the pandemic lockdowns. Florida seen a $23.7 billion increase in aggregate adjusted gross income since 2020. No other state is even close. New York has lost $19.5 billion in the same period. That's a lot of tamales, a lot of tax revenue that's going to be lost. Governor DeSantis said people are attracted to the way he handled the COVID-19 with no statewide mask mandates and a reverse course on lockdowns. I certainly valued that. He did a great job. Still does. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has suspended State Attorney Andrew Warren for picking and choosing which laws to enforce based on his personal agenda, and he's appointed Susan Lopez as his replacement during the suspension. Warren, who's been served the 13th Judicial Circuit, has most recently refused to follow state policy criminalizing abortion in the wake of the Supreme Court's decision over to overturn Roe v. Wade and repeatedly refused to enforce laws cracking down on child sex change surgeries, according to DeSantis. The liberal state attorney also declined to prosecute 67 protesters arrested in George Floyd demonstrations and said in 2017 he would only pursue the death penalty in the very worst cases and not where mental illness played a role. If you kill somebody, you're certainly mentally ill. We've been suspended Soros back to 13th District State Attorney Andrew Warren for neglecting his duties as he pledges not to uphold the law of the state, DeSantis said. Then DeSantis made the announcement as a at a Thursday press conference surrounded by Hillsborough County Sheriff James, uh, Chad Cronister, uh, Polk County Sheriff uh, Grady Judd, uh, Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody, and others. The Constitution of Florida has vested the veto power in the governor, not in the individual state attorneys, DeSantis said. So when you flagrantly violate your oath of office, when you make yourself above the law, you have violated your duty and you've neglected your duty, and you are displaying a lack of competence to be able to perform these duties, he continued. And so today we are suspending state attorney Andrew Warren, effective immediately. Of course, he got a lot of applause for that. This isn't about abortion or any one thing. It's about having accountability to our system of law in order to protect and prosecute crime. There's been a pattern developing in Hillsborough County where one person picks and chooses which laws to enforce, DeSantis said, and closed the meeting. So, uh, Warren, you know, it would be great if that could happen across the nation. Apparently there's 15 uh, Soros-backed uh, attorneys right now in the United States that are making havoc with the rule of law. Uh, Andrew Warren being one of them. Now he's uh, suspended, hopefully indefinitely. Every summer, National Oceanic, Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration scientists measure the Gulf of Mexico's hypoxic zone and the area of low and no oxygen caused by nutrients washing in from the surrounding landscape. At some 3,275 square miles, 2022's is below average, they announced Wednesday. Even so, it covers more than 2 million acres, larger than Rhode Island and Delaware combined. 
The size this summer was one of the smaller mapped areas since we began the uh, NOAA-sponsored uh, cruises in 1985, said uh, Nancy Rabelais, chief scientist in the uh, survey crews that mapped the area. But it's also two times larger than the environmental goal of the Hypoxa Tax Force. Uh, so the multi-agency body would like to see the zone be 1,900 square miles or uh, smaller, which has happened just once since 2000. Since 1985, the federal researchers have been tracking the vast underwater zone that forms when mobile sea creatures flee, when those that can't be sickened and, uh, and die if they stay there. Humans are most likely to blame, the agency says, because of agricultural urban runoff are the key contributors. While some hypoxia is natural, the size and scale of what we've seen here is the last several decades is unusually large and detrimental. So... Uh, well, what you've got is all these uh, runoff coming all the way down the Mississippi wet River in the watershed and 40% of the continental U.S. in the warming gulf, and the runoff fertilizes its waters, causing microscopic algae called phyloplankton to grow, and then they die. They settle on the f- seafloor where they become food for microscopic creatures and small fish who uh, waste products also pile up on the bottom. So if the water stays calm, bacteria start to break down and all the organic matter, depleting oxygen as they do. The long-term average for the area, which ranges between 10 and 60 miles off Louisiana coast, hovers around 4,280 square miles. That's huge. And it's a shame uh, because, uh, again, we know less about the oceans than we know about out- outer space, and we should certainly take care of our environment when it comes to the water. don't know if we can do anything about that fertilizer and runoff coming down the Mississippi River. Well, finally, Cary Lake was won the Arizona Republican gubernatorial primary, according to the Associated Press. Lake's victory on Thursday came two days after the election day, following delays in Arizona's ballot reporting. Although Lake initially trailed her challenger, Karen Taylor Robeson, on election day, Lake eventually took the lead as more ballots were processed and reported. The National Republican Committee and Republican Party of Arizona issued joint statements on the election night that blasted Arizona's penal county for its poor handling of the election and called the county election director to to resign, which, by the way, uh, she has resigned, which is a good thing. So anyhow, I had me concerned that uh, more cheating in uh, Arizona. I was concerned that we might see the same same thing we saw in 2020 with President uh, Donald Trump and others, but uh, she actually comes out victorious which is a great thing. So Carrie Lake is going to be the GOP candidate for governor in the uh, November elections. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, William Yateman, research fellow at the Cato Institute. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Thank you. 
Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. And by the way, call your senior center at Gold Gate is hosting a free technology seminar with Eric Montano of Premier Circles on next Thursday at 10 a.m. at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Naples. For more information, by the way, it's free and uh, no reservation is needed. But if you want more information, you can call 252-4541, 252-4541. Coming up, we're going to visit with Dr. Keith Smith. Right now we have with us William Yateman, Research Fellow at the Cato Institute. William, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. Always a pleasure. William, tell us about the Cato Institute. You bet. Uh, we're a think tank here in Washington, D.C., and we're dedicated to advancing the ideals at every level of government. Cato.org is the website, C-A-T-O.org. So as usual, we're going to be talking about what's going on in Capitol Hill, and it looks like uh, Biden is coming up empty when he goes around trying to uh, get some oil brought to the United States. <laughs> well, indeed. Um, so news this week that OPEC uh, refused to turn on their spigots, and uh, this made the president look uh, a bit foolish on two counts. Um, for first, it's, uh, I guess, a rejection of his fist bump diplomacy with the Saudi crown crown, pen, uh, crown prince, um, which is to say that, you know, the, the, the primary part of his trip was to ask, uh, you know, ask the Saudis uh, to produce more oil um, to provide relief at the uh, pump. And of course, that didn't happen. Um, and the other factor is that it really brings into stark relief the extent to which um, he's doing nothing on the domestic front. Um, to increase production, and then certainly nothing along the lines of what his predecessor did with that uh, energy dominance program. And here we have the largest reserves in the world right below our the surface of the United States, and yet he refuses to, he wants to go out and buy it from somebody else, from people that we oppose to, actually, uh, rather than to, to turn on the spigot here in the United States. So unfortunate. And then in addition to that, what about this Orwellian named Inflation Reduction Act that there looks like uh, Kirsten Sinem is on board now. This is, during a period of inflation, this is just awful. Alas, it has gotten even worse. Um, so uh, as a result of uh, reaching a deal with Sinema, it actually raises $30 billion more in taxes. I mean, it basically re rearranges the deck chairs of, 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 revenue, of uh, revenue provisions, the tax provisions. Um, but again, by way of background, this is the roughly $700 billion tax increase of which about half will go to deficit reduction and the other half will go to uh, Obamacare subsidies and also various climate change uh, mitigation junk, quite frankly. Um, the, as you mentioned, Cinema, that was the big question mark. She's on board. Um, the, the price that Schumer paid to get her, her vote was, again, this sort of a rearranging of the deck chairs when it comes to taxes. Uh, they, they nixed uh, the $14 billion raised with that uh, tax on financial advisors um, and also uh, a 30-odd billion um, through uh, that 15% that, uh, minimum tax on corporations, a carve-out for manufacturing. Um, but they're going to raise $73 billion more with an excise tax, an excise tax on stock buybacks. So you add it up all together, and it, it results in a bill that's $30 billion worse. Um, what's next? 
Uh, if your listeners will remember, uh, we, as we've discussed before, the Democrats are employing this special procedure known as reconciliation to avoid the Senate filibuster. Um, the result, as a result of the re- reconciliation process, everything in the bill must be germane, must uh, somehow implicate uh, either the budget or raising revenue. Um, the ultimate, the person who decides all of that is known as the Senate parliamentarian. That's a, by a function of, I guess, Senate custom. Um, so uh, uh, I believe McDonough is her name. Uh, I can't actually remember, but um, it's a... Uh, uh, the long and short of it is the Senate parliamentarian has yet to weigh in as to whether or not any of the policy provisions of this Inflation Reduction Act run afoul of this requirement that everything pertain to monetary measures, either budget or raising revenue. So that is to say, uh, we still have yet to have the Senate parliamentarian weigh in. Um, there is potentially a problem with uh, uh, Schumer had to, uh, to buy off cinema had to give her uh, five, a, a commitment for a $5 billion subsidy for the Central Arizona Water Project. <laughs> Evidently, that incurred the anger of the Colorado senators because it could result in less water for that state. The, the upshot of that is that um, there still might be some politics within the Democrat caucus to mm. iron out. So between the parliamentarian and what's going on in the Senate Democrat caucus, Um, Schumer expects to get the ball rolling this Saturday um, on, again, this reconciliation process that they used to avoid the Senate filibuster. And he needs to get all 50 votes in his caucus. Um, And I'd say the odds are are unfortunately pretty good that this thing ultimately sees the light of day. Yeah, just a a reminder that Manchin apparently got some sort of a pipeline approval as a result of and fast-tracked for his vote. And now this is news to me that uh, she got (laughs) a big payoff for water. Uh, supply in uh, Arizona. So, uh, it, you know, it just reminds me that, that we have the best government that money can buy. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Sadly. Hey, I understand there's some provisions in there that neutralize the Supreme Court's decision on the EPA ruling that they made uh, in this bill. Now, that's not revenue generating, so maybe this thing will get held up by the parliamentarian. Holy moly, I had not heard of that. Uh, uh, so I'm actually going to directly after this call, going to look into that. Um, but yet, I should note here, the parliamentarian can strip out provisions. I mean, it's not as though it would nix the entire bill, ah. although it could disrupt the compromise that went into the bill. That is so interesting. Again, William Yateman, Research Fellow at the Cato Institute. Cato.org is the website. C-A-T-O.org. William, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Dr. Keith Smith. Very interesting column that he wrote. He's an anesthesiologist, by the way, and the co-founder of the Surgery Center in Oklahoma. A healthcare revolution is coming. Can you smell it? We're going to talk about that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcast. Do you suffer with chronic pain and discomfort? After back surgery, I had painful tendons and muscles and difficulty standing upright. On a referral, I visited Dr. Alec at I Am Designed to Heal, Naples Only Vitality and Longevity Practice, where acupuncture, medical massage, energy healing, and integrative holistic medicine are harmonized to create a -a one-of-a-kind restorative experience. After only two visits, my pain began to dissipate and I could stand and walk more upright. It was amazing. I plan to continue my treatments to enhance my sense of well-being. Don't suffer needlessly with discomfort and pain. Improve your quality of life. See for yourself and make an appointment by visiting the website IamDesignedToHeal.com. That's IamDesignedToHeal.com or you can call or text Dr. Alec at 239-322-3817. That's 322-3817. Visit IamDesignedToHeal.com for an amazing, one-of-a-kind, restorative experience. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. 
With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, building a 44,000-square-foot performing arts center in downtown Naples and also bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. And you can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with John Meyer, the president of Hodges University. Right now we have with us Dr. Keith Smith. He's a board-certified anesthesiologist and co-founder of the Surgery Center of Oklahoma. Dr. Smith, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, Dr. Smith. You wrote a piece that I found so fascinating. I'm looking forward to this discussion. It's called A Healthcare Revolution is Coming. Can you smell it? Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, uh, the, the free market has inserted itself I think in a real bold way, starting um, here in Oklahoma City, where I am, and it is it is spreading, and it's really good news for the people in the United States who can look forward to no longer being so victimized by these so-called not-for-profit, price-gouging, uh, big hospital systems, and big insurance companies. So, uh, tell us about the the behavior. What's happening, and why that's a problem. Well, anyone who's received a medical bill or has filed for medical bankruptcy, um, you know, they they will tell you that it, it's really a horrible, horrible process. These these vicious hospital systems, um, really armed with favors auctioned off to them by the federal government, they they go after people for for money and to ruin their lives, and it's for it's for amounts that are just unconscionable and unjustifiable. Um, I found co-founded the Surgery Center of Oklahoma and launched a website in 2009 with our all-inclusive surgical pricing, and it tends to run one-sixth to one-tenth of what these big hospital systems charge for the same service, albeit I would say our, our service provided is actually better. Wow, that is an amazing story. You know, I just had my hip replaced on June the 9th. I went to a surgery center for uh, for the uh, surgery. I went in at 6.15 in the morning. I was out by 11 o'clock and had a full hip replacement. So same day, in other words, uh, didn't stay overnight. Uh, probably operating under the new, same uh, financial circumstances. Yeah, if you were at an independently owned surgery center that was owned and controlled by the doctors who worked there, um, in all likelihood, it was priced much more fairly than if it was a surgery center associated with a big hospital system. Uh, the price at our surgery center for uh, a hip replacement, including surgeon, anesthesia, facility, um, home health visits, 30 days of physical therapy, pain, anti-clotting meds, and durable medical equipment is right at twenty thousand for the whole thing. Wow! Hospitals, hospitals. When you put a package like that together at a big hospital, number one, they can't or won't put a package together like that. But even if they did, it would be four to five times that amount. Yeah, that is amazing. Uh, truly amazing. So, uh, my understanding is there's a, a lot of collusion when it comes to hospital pricing. There's a black book or something, some sort of agreements made by hospitals across the country on the price of things that, which, to my to my view, is uh, uh, illegal. But nevertheless, uh, it, is that true? Well, the the collusion I think people need to focus on is the cozy relationship that the hospital systems and the American Hospital Association has with the federal government. You know, we, we can beat on big pharma and 
would beat on the hospitals and beat on the insurance companies, and they deserve all the beating they get. Mm-hmm. But the real culprit, the real bad guy in this whole mess is the federal government, because that is where all of these favors are auctioned off to these cronies. And, and the, you know, the favors go to the highest bidder. So there, the, the relationship between the hospitals and the, and the PPOs or the insurance companies um, is very gross. And, and they basically act like partners. Um, sometimes you'll see, you'll see a story in the newspaper where a, a big insurance comp- company is, refusing to contract with the big hospital system. And by and large, that's theater. Um, They actually work very closely together Mm. to make sure that they both maximize uh, the amount of money that they can make. That is uh, just, uh, well, now, right now, we know there are factions within the federal government and in in politics that want to expand the government's control of, uh, you know, having a one-payer, single-payer system and so forth. How do you neutralize these pressures? And, and tell us about how we can smell this revolution. Well, and that that's a really important point to make because, and, and I encourage people, always always remember that the, the vicious source of all of these medical bankruptcies is the federal government. And it's important to remember that because if you do have that in your in your you know, in your mind, then it seems completely illogical to reach out to the federal government for a solution. So the idea that the government should be more involved means that there will be even more corruption um, and and the big players will make even more money. The answer is what's happening in the United States now in spite of government, and it is a grassroots, ground-up, uh, movement where physician-owned facilities, physicians, imaging centers, some even some hospitals are saying, "Here is what we do, and here is what we charge for it," uh, and have and exhibiting price transparency. It, and it's it's simply the market discipline that every other industry in the United States has to endure. Doctor, I'm really rooting for you, and I think this is a fantastic movement. But, uh, you know, we have things like Medicare, Medicaid. We've got institutionalized, government institutionalized programs that I don't know how you get rid of them. And I think that's probably what's necessary in order to complete this revolution. What are your comments? Well, you know, Ron Paul had a sign in his office when he was in Washington, D.C. that said, Don't steal. The government hates competition. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and the government does hate competition, and they're, the, you know, Medicare, which is the government, really won't allow a competitor. So competition is a good thing. Mm-hmm. If a if a hospital is built right across the street from another hospital, just like um, an oil change outfit is built right across from another oil change outfit, they both have to be very aware of the quality and the price charged if if there is another insurance company that comes comes to life that holds all the other insurance companies to account competition is a wonderful thing the government is in the business of handing out favors that limit competition Mm -hmm. so that the folks who go up there and bribe all the congressmen and all the uh, you know, people who run these regulatory agencies that just got them in their back pocket. So I would imagine there's a tremendous incentive on the part of doctors to form their own surgery centers or their own outlets for, for performing uh, medical procedures. Um, is that the way? Is it going to be kind of a ground-up movement? Is there anything that we can do as voters, as uh, citizens, to uh, support the movement? Yes, it's it's important for people to know <clears throat> that that is, that is a very important um, strategy and the physician ownership of facilities. It's also important for people to know who are big fans of Obamacare that that is how um, Obama received the support of the American Hospital Association was to ban physician ownership of facilities, um, basically saying, you know, you 
and it even banned the expansion of existing really? physician-owned facilities. So the federal government stepped in and really stepped hard on the ability of doctors to own and control, control facilities. But what's happening is in spite of that, physicians are doing it anyway. And they've just decided, you know what, if I cannot accept federal money, if if Medicare funds cannot enter this facility, we're going to do it anyway. We're, hmm. we're going to build this facility, and we're going to do it without any possibility of receiving Medicare payments. And that makes it a little bit more of a risk. But entrepreneurial physicians all over the country are so fed up, and they're ready to deliver uh, high-quality care at a reasonable price to patients. They're doing it anyway. That's so interesting, Doctor. Now, you mentioned that uh, your services are uh, priced at about one-fifth of what the government would, going through the government services would charge. Uh, my surgery, my hip surgery, uh, one-fifth. Is that pretty much standard across the can- are, are we looking at that kind of savings? Yes, one, and it depends on the region of the country. Um, now, when I say one-fifth to one-tenth, that's of what the hospitals charge. Mm-hmm. Um, the prices we have listed on our website are one-half what Medicare pays the hospitals for the same procedures. So if you live in a, in a state like Wisconsin or North Carolina or Alaska, where the medical systems basically operate like Mexican drug cartels and there is no competition, then the prices there are going to be extremely high and the quality is going to not be very good. And the quality is not good when prices are high because prices are high because there's no competition going on. Mm. And if there's no competition, you don't have to be any good. So the prices I have listed online sometimes are a tenth of what those kind of cartelized states charge. And they have certificate of need laws which prevent new facilities from, you know, popping up and competing with the big boys. Absolutely. Uh, Doctor, for our listeners who might want to just check out your website, what is the website? Uh, the website at the Surgery Center is surgerycenterok.com. For anybody that wants to keep their finger on the pulse of this movement, the Free Market Medical Association is the umbrella organization under which all like minds are gathering, and that's fmma.org. Doctor, I genuinely appreciate this commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with John Meyer. He is the president of Hodges University. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America and is now supported by three out of four voters. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior schools of choice. Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College, classical academies, and other schools of excellence serving kindergarten through 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. 
A terrific product for the process, Naples Classical Academy opened this fall in a classical virtual school. Optima Classical Academy will open in 2022. Find out more by visiting OptimaEd.org. Help children in Florida optimize their education opportunities. Visit www.OptimaEd.org. Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform. You can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to visit with Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. Right now, we have with us John Meyer. He is the president of Hodges University. John, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Well, thank you, Bob. Good morning. Good morning, John. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, Hodges University? It's a little bit different than most universities, and it's a real, I'm going to call a gem here on the Paradise Coast. Well, I'm going to agree with you. I, I agree that it's a gem. Sure, we are We are a little bit different. We are actually the first university uh, to appear in Southwest Florida back 32 years ago now. Um, our our primary mission is to serve the adult degree completion student. So this is the person who is, you know, not of necessarily of traditional age, um, someone who's been out in the world, maybe has a family, has been working, and um, realizes that the, in order to move to the next step, to move up the socioeconomic ladder, it's time for either some additional education or to change directions. Now so our, our average student is 33 years old, and she's probably a female. Yeah, wow, that's so interesting. And I understand that you know a lot about this because you're a two-time graduate of Hodges University. I am indeed. I am indeed. Bachelor's and a master's. And you did that while raising a family and working full-time. Working full-time, the family, you know, all of it, the, all of the responsibilities. And truthfully, um, it was one of the best experiences of my life. Fantastic. So this gives a real opportunity for people in the community that might feel like that, you know, they're kind of stuck and they they've, uh, kind of run against the wall and don't have a place to go. Opportunity for promotion or for a career change. Uh, you have a program called the Hodges University Wheel. Maybe you can tell us about it. Oh, I can definitely tell you about that. I actually taught the wheel for 11 years and I taught it um, from Naples all the way up to Newport Ritchie. And what the wheel is, is a um, an adult degree completion program for people who are a little more familiar with education lingo, it would be a two plus two. And so students who have some college, they have an associate's degree or they've managed to collect, you know, 50 or 60 loose credits over time, um, but no degree and certainly no bachelor's degree can enter the wheel program. And for one calendar year, they go to school one night a week or one morning and like a Saturday morning, and um, they will earn 36 credits, which is the core portion of the program. And if they have enough transfer credits, they can complete that degree in a year. If they don't, maybe a year and a third or a year and a half. Um, it's a really fabulous program. And what it does is knit the, the students into a cohort because they're in a classroom one night a week for four hours, and they're with each other every week, and they're with the professor every week, they develop this bond, this chemistry. And so um, each student learns not only from the professor and from the materials, but from each other. It's a really powerful dynamic. That is so exciting. So uh, what kinds of degrees does Hodges offer? Well, we offer in the wheel, it's the organizational management degree, but we have, we run the gamut. We have uh, healthcare programs, we have business programs, we have information technology programs. We have a really cool program called interdisciplinary studies that allows a student to essentially tailor the degree that he or she wants to pursue. Um, so it really, we have uh, a fabulous clinical mental health counseling program. So it really runs the gamut. You know, the proof of the pudding is always in the tasting. Tell us about some of your graduates and success stories that you have. Wow. Um, how much time do we have? <laughs> well, I, I, well, I actually know the answer. I wouldn't ask the question if I didn't know that you, <laughs> you had a lot of very successful folks out there who graduated oh from Hodges. Goodness, we certainly do. As of right now, there are about 14,000 Hodges University uh, graduates, and they're doing, um, we've got people in positions of government in Collier and Lee and Charlotte counties. 
We've got uh, people who uh, run manufacturing organizations. We have people doing uh, who are entrepreneurs. I had one young man that just immediately springs to mind was a uh, law enforcement officer in Sarasota County. He was very young, early 30s, and he did the the wheel with me and then went on and got himself a master's in public education, then a Juris doctorate. So he's a lawyer. Um, he is second in command of a, uh, I'll, I won't name it, but of a very large foundation in Southwest Florida. So these are people who, and, and the interesting thing is they'll send me emails and they'll say, the emails always start out like this. Uh, Dr. Meyer, I don't know if you remember me, but, uh-huh. and of course I remember them. And then they credit me you know, excuse me, they say, oh, well, if it weren't for you, I never would have done, which of course is nowhere near the truth. It's them. They made the decision to go to school. They made the decision to change their lives, which is not an easy decision. And then what really makes me proud of them is they followed that all the way through. It's not just getting the bachelor's degree. It really is changing one's life. I would imagine uh, the programs at Hodges University would have great appeal to military veterans. We have a, a large veteran population, um, and we are uh, really very proud of that. It's uh, We have a special uh, veteran services center for them, the Dr. Peter Thomas's Veteran Service Center. Um, and a lot of our programs are designed for a veteran to be able to maximize his or her educational benefit. Yeah, fantastic. Well, it's right here on the Paradise Coast, and uh, it's in Fort Myers as well as uh, a campus on uh, Naples as well. So... For... Well, we have we have learning sites um, uh, that we've made some affiliations, some strategic affiliations. The most recent one is with Goodwill Industries, and we have our ESL programs and also the Wheel, uh, co-located in ESL's community res- or in um, Goodwill's community resource centers. It's a very very cool thing. So we're we're putting we're taking the university to you. We're putting it right in your backyard. Outstanding. So, uh, uh, John, how how can our uh, listeners find out more about Hodges University? Easiest way is to go to the website, hodges.edu. Hodges.edu. John, Very just... hard to remember. <laughs> no, but it's just really, you know, I've had uh, people from Hodges and professors on my show many times. It's been a while. I'm just really pleased to make this connection with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks so much for having me. And let me just close very quickly, if I could, sure. with an open invitation to you and anybody who wants to come and see our new School of Health Sciences. You're going to be amazed. That's in Fort Myers. All right. Hodges.edu. Again, John, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Bob. My pleasure, Bye. indeed. All right. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. We're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere 
that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. He's also the author of many books. I've read most of them. His latest, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design. Professor Bell, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. And Bob, thank you so much for having me on. Always a pleasure. I just finished the book. It's just so fascinating, the life that you've had. Uh, started as I don't know if, uh, if our listeners are aware, but uh, you had a business that had 8,000 employees and you ended up uh, selling it off to uh, a major uh, space major for our, uh, developer. Uh, just really so interesting. Uh, how did you look? And I read the story, and you end up going from uh, architecture to <laughs> planning of all sorts to building cars to uh, 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 spaces for extreme areas, weather and uh, situations. It's just really fascinating. I don't know what question I'm asking at this point, but I'd just like you to talk about it. Well, Bob, my life has always been serendipity. I, I, I get passionately involved in it, ideas and interests, and uh, I never pay much attention to whether they fall into certain pat categories or whatever. I, I allow myself to uh, you know, to, to just become interested in things, and it seems like one interest melds into another, and and uh, you know, you, you find other people that share that interest, and and you know they bring different skills and thoughts into it, and and uh, you know these things. It's never that you, very rarely that you really start out and saying, "I want to have a business to do something." It's generally something. You know, I have an idea that I want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. How do I accomplish that idea? And uh, other people, you know, share that. And as I say in the, in the back of the book, I think. One of the most important decisions we make in life, maybe the most, is is the partners we choose, and that applies to everything we do. Our, you know, our our, our, our marriage relationships, uh, you know, our friendships, our interest uh, partners that get passionately involved in the same things we do, and so on. And I think that's 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 terribly important. Uh, I think that achievement where you can share it with others is more fun than the solitary ones, although there are things that you do that are solitary because because you allow yourself to do those things and love every minute of them. And including your uh, life in sculpting and uh, in uh, artwork as well. Just a really fascinating professor. The name of the book, I just wanted to really encourage our listeners to get a copy of Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design by Larry Bell. Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries. Professor, uh, you wrote a column for Newsmax, and I just, uh, for our listeners' benefit, he writes, uh, Professor Bell writes three, three or four columns a week. Uh, for Newsmax.com, his column is called On Point. The latest is EU Fossil Follies star Russia, China in lead roles. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, Bob, this is kind of a continuation of something that's been going on, you know, I think in the, in the, in the world uh, quite dramatically in the past several years. And uh, and it's, it's kind of a threat of... of a continuing issue, I think that's a very challenging one, where it has to do with energy, and energy is kind of the the driver of everything, and fossil energy in particular, because that's about 85% of our world supply of energy comes from fossils. There's no pretending otherwise. And, uh, I, and you look across the pond at Europe, most particularly Germany, how they 
you know, with uh, with Merkel and Schroeder and others, who just just uh, kill their their fossil you know, industries and become very dependent, of course, on on Russia. And uh, and I think the general thought, well, this will draw us together, and it will be something that just like our relationship with China, if we if we play nice with them, then they'll you know will be will be the new friend on the block, but basically what 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 Europe did is they made themselves totally dependent on Russia. Mm-hmm. And and then with Russia's uh, adventures in Ukraine and so on, uh, and and the NATO issues and you know, they put in, they put Russia in the in control of their you know, really with leverage to say, well, do you really want to have enough natural gas to get through the winter, this coming winter? Well, you know, we'll, we'll uh, maybe pump a little bit of, you know, put a little gas through our Nord Stream 1 pipeline and just enough to tease you and let you know that if you if you get too sassy with us, we're going to cut you off and it's going to be a very cold winter for you guys. Yeah. We do this, and we're doing the same thing in, the, in this country, this, our crazy fossil policies. Now we're going begging, of course, to, you know, to, to OPEC and Iran and, and Maduro, anybody else that'll bail us out. And meanwhile, you've got China there that that will, will buy all the oil, you know, and natural gas they can get. The only their only limitation right now with Russia is is the pipelines, and, and so they're going to, I'm sure, invest in that, which is going to bring Russia and China even closer together. So, yeah. and and China and China will dominate Russia because Russia is a small fry compared to China. So. It's looking at how all these different players are 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 uh, you know playing long ball, and we're not even playing checkers. Uh, it's, it's really a, a very terrifying uh, situation. Yeah, terrifying indeed. You know, our own uh, representative Byron Donalds, a U.S. congressman, uh, said in a in an interview that uh, he believes that the United States is about a decade behind the EU in terms of its uh, going green, so to speak, and it's tr- just driving us right off a cliff. I mean, as I understand, we have tremendous reserves of oil and gas in, in the United States, and we could be so and. Uh, energy independent if we wanted to and yet we go begging to other countries like Argentina or Venezuela as well as uh, Iran <laughs> and if that these these folks are our enemies in many ways so it, it just doesn't make any sense at all well it makes it makes me crazy you think of you know I, I then I think of the Germans as fairly pragmatic sensible people at least you'd you'd like to think so and they would they went crazy on these wind turbines and so on. And, you know, they're they're playing about six times more, you know, for electricity than we are. But but you know, this craziness that that, that they shut. You know, first of all, they don't have the reserves we have. Although they have, Europe has a lot of shale, mm-hmm. and they can they can produce hydrocarbons too. But they they never they never Germany never provided the deep ports necessary to get LNG tankers in, and and it's just been very very short sighted. And you think well. Why in the world would we follow their policies? You know the Angela Merkel and Schroeder policies, and and decapitate our our energy. Now we're now we're going to be competing with them in terms of, you know, they're going to you know Russia, uh, Germany, uh, Europe is like a big vacuum cleaner trying to suck up and sweep up all the oil they can get anywhere in the world. At the same time, you know that uh, we're we're now begging for the same charity and. Ironically, and and then China sitting there, owning almost eighty percent of the rare earth materials for all these wonderful batteries and Teslas and windmills, you know, and and uh, and we're we're playing into this this crazy electric vehicle thing. We don't be, realize that an electric vehicle consumes four times more electricity than your home does, mm. and so you can put all these all these electric you know these cars like electric cars. On the grid that require Chinese rare earth materials and Taiwan semi, uh, you know, computer chips, which China is, you know, controls. And we gave away, you know, the rare earth materials in, in Afghanistan with with our failed policy there. So 
we need to have some adults uh, take over this place. Boy, so true. I mean, it's just like Nero playing the fiddle while Rome burns. Uh, you know, we're on the cusp now of passing another $700 billion bill that's going to create a lot of waste and it's just unbelievable. Again, Professor Larry Bell, and I want to remind our listeners the, list, the name of the book, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design by Larry Bell. Professor, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's always a privilege. Thank you so much. My pleasure indeed. Well, that's a wrap here in today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. Uh, I hope you'll tune in on Monday. We have some great guests lined up for you. Uh, I always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com, bobharden at hotmail.com. Hey, and if you enjoy the show, tell your friends uh, and uh, our uh, advertisers who make the show possible would appreciate it. I hope you make it a great day and weekend on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.